What the fuck is up, you guys? Ah, I'm so excited. Episode two is officially underway. Welcome to Open Dialogue. I am your host, Janae Moore. I thank you so much for coming back for a second episode and for being patient with me, you guys. Oh my gosh. Life has been crazy. Life has changed a lot. As you can see, my background is very different. Um, I'm at my parents' house here in North Carolina. Quick life update before we hop into this episode. Um, I have officially moved. So yes, at 25, almost 26 years old, I am living with my parents again. And I love it. They are like the best roommates I could have ever asked for. So I'm really excited. I think this is, I mean, I don't even think, I know this is an amazing change for me and I can't wait to just create more content and kind of go into my own hermit mode. I really, really, really want to cultivate this podcast and really make it exactly what I've always imagined it to be. I need to start sourcing guests. I need to really put in the work and ultimately I just again want to cultivate this for you guys and really build this up my parents have four dogs and a cat so it's like a circus over here so if you hear any noises just ignore them okay I'm trying my best but like I said this is like my office so I'm going to try to basically kind of I don't know make it cute make a background cute but I wanted to make sure I got this episode up for you guys and not waiting or didn't wait because I could wait forever you know procrastination is the name of the game babes so I moved, I drove about nine hours from Orlando up to North Carolina, and I'm here, I'm settled, and I feel really good about it. So if you are thinking about going back home, or you feel animosity about living with your parents again, or whatever, you just feel like, you know, maybe I'm too old to be doing this, I really challenge those ideals, because truthfully, it was like the best decision for me. Like, I feel really good about it. I think there's never a bad time to live with your family, or to come reconnect and get closer to your family. And honestly, I feel like I just really needed it just for myself. So I'm excited. The background's different. Now let's get into this week's episode. Um, I really think that's all for like my life updates. Um, I want to hear any feedback you guys have on the first episode. I would really love to hear. I feel like all the feedback thus far has been so positive. Thank you if you've messaged me. Thank you for listening to the last episode. Uh, I just have a lot of gratitude, honestly, for that and the ability to just even be able to be doing this. I'm so excited. And I, again, I'm just extremely grateful. So if you listen, if you're supporting, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the OGs. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It's the same handle at opendialogue.pod. You can find clips of the episodes. You can find teasers of our new episodes. All the good stuff is there. And we would love to interact with you, hear what you have to say and any interesting things you have to add. So without further ado, let's get into this week's check-in topic. So I listened to this podcast called Just Break Up with Sam and Sierra. I love them. Love, love, love them. Shout out to that podcast. If you've not heard of it, um, please look it up. I'll put it up on the screen here. If you're watching the podcast on YouTube, which we also have a YouTube channel, shout out to us at Open Dialogue Podcast on YouTube. You can always watch my episodes there as well as video on Spotify. But I love this idea that they do. They basically will review relationship memes that they've seen on Instagram. They will kind of say whether they agree or deny and their thoughts about it and I love that because we see so much self-care culture so much therapy culture so much just relationship culture within social media and honestly a lot of that shit is wrong you guys like a lot of the memes and things that I see I'm like okay some of it can be very toxic and I do believe that toxic positivity is a total thing so just being conscious of it being cognizant of it and making sure that you're kind of giving it a thought and a read and a whole 
idealized thought through before you commit it to facts is really important. So we're going to go through together and read just some of the ones that I kind of want to bring up, see whether we approve or deny. And again, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. And if you like checking topics like this, let's keep rolling and doing it. So the first one, and I'll put them again on the screen if you're watching, otherwise I'll just read it out. I actually did use from Just Break Up Pod on their Instagram. It's literally Just Break Up Pod. It says, your partner may have friends who support them in ways you can't, and that's okay. I love this one. I think that this is so, so, so underestimated and people do not think this enough. Oftentimes in partnership, we look to our partner for almost all of our needs or for a majority of our needs. And we almost feel jealous or at least I'll speak for myself or insecure or I don't know, weird if they get their needs assuaged by somebody else in their life, whether it's like a friend, a family member, like whatever the case may be. So I really agree with this one. I think it's completely normal for your friends or excuse me, for your partner to have friends who can't support them in ways you can't. We're not always meant to show up for our partner's needs. Um, and we, there's ways sometimes where we just can't show up for our partner's needs, you know what I mean? Or in certain ways that other people can for them. Something I really learned in therapy is support is a network. Like think of a social media network. There's specific people. It's kind of like you have certain friends for certain things. And that's exactly the vibe is you're going to have certain types of support from certain people that you're not going to get from everybody else. And that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. But I love this one. I think that this is should be screamed from the mountaintops. And it's something that we really should, I think, just consider more and maybe talk about more, especially openly in relationships, like being okay with your partner having friends who, again, can support them in ways that you can't. The second one is actually a question. It's not a statement like the other one, but it says, what relationship advice did you previously live by but no longer believe? This one was kind of hard for me, you guys, as a check-in because I feel like there's a lot of things that I used to believe about relationships that I don't any longer, and there's just so much I've learned from relationships that I'm like, hmm which to pick, but some of the things that this really made me think of, um, kind of going back to the first one that we said, would be, again, that we are not meant to have all of our needs met by our partner, nor are we going to be able to meet all their needs. I totally used to be like, no, my partner needs to, you know, tick all these boxes. They need to be on point. They need to be blah, blah, blah. If they weren't meeting certain needs, I was like, oh, it's something's wrong with them. Like, this relationship's wrong. This is wrong. So that's something I had to really change my mind about. I think the second thing that really came to mind was the difference between love and codependency. For a long time, I was like, I love this person or, oh, this is love. This is what, you know, love looks like. No, baby girl. You were so confused. You only know what you know at the time and you're only doing as good as you can with the tools that you have. So I have a lot of grace for myself. I think relationship advice that I previously lived by would be not everything is love. Not every relationship, not every person that you may have love for are you in love with. And I think that's a huge differentiator when it comes to the advice that you give in relationships and how you show up in a relationship. The last thing I would say to this one about advice that I previously no longer live by or no longer believe, I hate, hate, hate the saying, if they wanted to, they would. I think that maybe this is controversial. Maybe you guys disagree with me. Maybe I'm like far out for this one. I just don't believe that. I do believe, I don't think everything is cut and dry like that. I don't think anything's black and white like that. And there's been plenty of times where I've wanted to do things, wanted to show up, wanted to, or even thought I was, or I definitely wasn't. And so I, I just, I never think that that's fair. And I never think that, I don't know. I just, I really unsubscribe to that in the last few years where do I believe that if somebody really wants to show up for you and if they're making effort, yes, but I don't, I don't believe people are always going to show up for you in ways that you want them to show up for you. I think more often than not, 
people kind of disappoint you and it's through learning that and like learning together and consistency and spending time together that they get to know you more and then they're able to i guess kind of go out of their way to do for you the last piece would really be for me putting your partner's needs or your relationship's needs before your own that's something i really used to believe that like okay once you get into a relationship it's the we it's us that's the most important we need to make sure our relationship is put first we need to make sure we're you know really in this and grinding and this is our main priority and that's so wrong that's so fucked you guys oh my god every relationship that i've been in like that where i put the relationship before myself not only have I been miserable at the end but it also has ended horribly because then I stopped taking care of myself as a reformed people pleaser I said this in my last episode I used to people please like a motherfucker and it was really hard to break that habit and to stop caring about other people's opinions before myself or putting other people's needs before my needs or not speaking up so I didn't hurt other people that's something that I just no longer subscribe to I think honesty and painful brutal not okay I need to back up not painful and brutal I should say just brazen honest like very unfiltered honesty in a relationship is what intimacy is I think being able to open yourself up in those ways and speak out your needs and speak out your frustrations and the things that you're like ultimately needing that's where the power comes in that's where the intimacy comes in so in those relationships where I didn't feel like I could do that and I was constantly pushing myself back in my shell, obviously it wasn't going to work out because I, I was a shell of myself. I wasn't showing up authentically and I wasn't being honest. And that's something that, again, I just, I really refused to do as I got older and I'm so happy that I like shed that piece of myself. So the last one that we're going to go over today before we get into the topics of this episode is this one. Relationships aren't meant to make you happy. They're meant to make you better. They're spaces to grow, evolve, to learn, to communicate, to meet your shadow. Relationships take work. I think this one I'm 50-50 on. I love, love, love this account. And I think that they always have amazing advice and just words of wisdom. I do agree that relationships are not meant to solely make you happy. I think that that's a huge fallacy and something, again, really, really, really that I subscribed to when I was younger. Like, oh, if it's not making me happy, then it's not working. Then it's not this. But in reality, I used to think relationships were, like, boring. If it wasn't, like, I'm like, if they're not toxic, it's boring. And I honestly don't want to be here. But that's not true. Like, relationships aren't meant to make you happy all the time you're not going to be satisfied at every step you're not going to always wake up and shit rainbows and eat butterflies and just live your best life all the time and so i agree to the latter part where it says relationships take work they're meant to make you better they're meant their spaces to grow evolve to learn to communicate and to meet your shadow and i love that phrase i love those two sentences because it's so true I think we live in a society today where it's like, if it's not already working, if it's not like, if it's not something that's easy, breezy, beautiful, if it's not cute on the outside, if it's not aesthetic for social media, then it automatically is kind of unhappy or, you know, not really legitimized. That's something that I really had to detach from is perfection in relationships. No relationship is perfect. No one is perfect. No one's going to never disappoint you. No one's never going to break your heart. No one's never going to let you down. The people that love us the most will hurt us the deepest and I think once you accept that as an adult and can say that and just realize what that means because these people have a layer of vulnerability to you obviously they're going to be able to hurt you the deepest because they know you the deepest they know you the best and so to have that expectation on our loved ones or our partner in a relationship it's not going to take work or that they're never going to disappoint us or we're never going to have to overcome things with them is so fucking unreasonable and yes i was that girl i was unreasonable for a long time about it i loved that i really really love her shout out to the last um meme that i read it's from the holistic psychologist on instagram if you don't follow her follow her she's amazing and she just posts really really great content but that was the check 
second topic for this week. I hope you guys liked it. I'm going to call it What Did You Meme? So thank you for playing What Do You Meme with me. If you guys want to ever submit memes for me to review on the pod, of course, DM them to me at opendialogue.pod on Instagram or TikTok. I'm fine with either. But without further ado, let's get into today's, let's get into today's episode. This week's episode is going to be centered around boundaries. Yes, you heard me correctly. We're going to be setting some boundaries here on Open Dialogue, discussing boundaries, what is a boundary? Why do we set them? What do we do when we compromise on our own? And ultimately, what does that look like in various areas of our life? Whether it's romantic relationships, platonic relationships, work-life balance, all of the above. But first, let's start by defining a boundary. I would define a boundary, I'm talking about, of course, with people, not like a roadblock, as such. I would say that a boundary is is protecting your own personal peace. You set boundaries when you decide to protect your peace, when you decide that your energy and conserving that energy is more important than pleasing the people around you and succumbing to what they want. And I think everybody's boundaries can look different, or maybe even your definition looks different, but I think that was really important to note just to say, okay, this is what a boundary is and this is what it looks like for me. Now, I understand that boundaries are hard. You are talking to probably, again, one of the biggest reformed people pleasers you know because it was so hard for me, guys, from like a childhood up until 24 to actually set boundaries and set boundaries with the people in my life set boundaries with my friends, my family, my parents, even work. And yeah, it's something that you're going to have to always practice. I literally constantly am practicing at setting boundaries. It's not always a walk in the, like a cakewalk. It's honestly not always easy. It's definitely something that has taken time and has taken many, many, many efforts. But let's talk about why we set boundaries. Obviously, we're going to talk about the three areas that we put boundaries up the most. I would say work, platonic relationships, and family, or excuse me, work relationships, like romantic relationships and family. When it comes to boundaries, I think the biggest thing for me and when I kind of, I'm going to talk about my own personal journey here with it and with setting boundaries is it really took me a long time to accept and understand the ways I was betraying myself. When you don't set boundaries for yourself, you are committing acts of self-betrayal. You are telling yourself, I don't trust myself and I would rather have this person's validation, have this person's thoughts, opinions. I'd rather compromise this area of myself to make this person comfortable or to allow this situation to play out because I don't feel like speaking up about it. And that's something that can be really toxic, can be really diminishing with your self-trust, with how you value yourself, with your worth. All of those things are kind of tightly wound into a nice wrapped bow when it comes to the boundaries that we that we place or don't place. I think the biggest area for me when it came to boundaries, again, out of those big three categories, lately has been work, but typically has really been with like friends and family. It's been really hard at moments to set boundaries with certain people or to even cut people out of my life because knowing that that is a boundary for me, that either they're not reciprocating the relationship I'd like, or really it's not the friendship that I was ultimately looking to have, or even with family members that maybe we disagree and we don't think alike and there has to be layers of protection between us because you know we just are not on the same page all of those things are valid all of those things are okay you are allowed to set boundaries with anyone in your life and if they make you feel like you're not able to or you know, there's a point of contention. If you do, that is the problem. There it is right there. That is what needs to be addressed. And I think more often than not, we find ourselves compromising boundaries. So let's get it. Let's get into the specific areas of boundaries. We've kind of talked about what it means. We've set up, you know, the definition and let's get into a little more. So let's go into our first area of boundaries with family. I know family can be a touchy subject. I'm not going to drag my family and not telling you to drag yours. All I'm saying is 
When it comes to the areas of family, I grew up very Christian. I grew up in, you know, a very Christian household, going to church every week. My parents are still extremely religious. And as I was getting older, I understood that that was not necessarily what I was going to live my life like. I knew that I didn't feel calling to a religious deity or to anything like that or just religion in general. I knew I was way more spiritual. And I'm talking like I knew this probably from like 12, 13, 14, like middle school going into high school age. And it used to be a point of contention with my dad and I, because obviously my parents are very Christian. They always want to go to church. They do Bible study. They do this and that. And it became something where I didn't say anything. Now, this was me not standing my boundary. I would never say anything to my dad. I went away to college. He would ask me every Sunday, are you going to go to church? Are you going to go to church? Are you going to do this? Why haven't you gone to church? Why don't you do Bible study? Finally, at 24 years old, you guys, literally like six years after you know, going to school and doing all this, I had to have a conversation and, and I finally felt ready to put up that boundary. And I had to say to my dad, listen, I love you and I respect you and I want to preserve this relationship, but you cannot always ask me if I'm going to go to church. And I finally felt the courage to be like, I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in Christianity. This is just, it doesn't align with me. It doesn't align with what I believe and what I want. And I need you to respect the fact that I'm not going to go to church all the time. You know what I mean? Like when I'm, when I was living in Orlando, obviously it was really healthy boundary for me to set, but it was really pivotal and important for me to understand that I had the power to do that, that my dad will always love me no matter what, even if I set these boundaries with him, that I shouldn't be doing it out of fear or that I shouldn't be doing it because, you know, I'm obviously, you know, afraid of what he's going to say or what they're going to think. And it really like changed the course of our relationship. And I'm super grateful that I did it because I feel like my dad gained a layer of respect as well to be like, okay, you know, she set this boundary and she said it respectfully and said, you know, basically asked me to stop checking in on going to church and all of these things. And I can respect that. And it, again, new level unlocked. I really, 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 really appreciated it and loved it. But I realized how it took me six years to set that boundary. It took me six years to have the courage to tell my dad I wasn't a Christian and that I didn't believe in God in the, in the ways that my family believed in God, that I believed in spirituality, that I believed in the universe and energy, but that I, I don't necessarily tie it to any sort of a deity. I don't, I think that, you know, the deities within us, my dad would literally pass out if you heard me say that. So sorry, dad, if you're hearing this, but it took a long time and it took a lot of courage and confidence and a lot of time working up to it. So if that's you and that's where you're at, please be patient with yourself. Please have grace with yourself. But boundaries are not easy to set, especially with family and especially with the ones that you love. Have patience that it may not work the first or second time that you try to start these conversations, but know that if your intentions are pure and your intentions are good and you want to have this level of like mutual respect with your family, you do need to set boundaries with them and you do need to be your most authentic self. All you can do is show up authentically and hope that they meet you halfway. So I think when it comes to family, boundaries can be way more sticky. And I know that there's even, you know, deeper situations than me simply telling my parents that I'm not a Christian, but I do think there's validity to say how scary it can be and how you know, sometimes it really does take us a while, but the importance is that you do set that boundary, that you stop compromising what you want and how you feel and what your actual thoughts and you know, what your mindset is to keep everyone comfortable or to keep the peace of a relationship that you probably don't want to keep the peace of if you aren't being authentic to yourself. So I think that's a really big layer when it comes to family. The second category that 
we really speak about with boundaries is friendships slash platonic relationships slash romantic relationships. And ro the romantic one, honestly, I could talk on forever because there are so many ways in romantic relationships that it's easy to slip into compromising on your own boundaries because you want your partner to be happy. You want them to feel wanted and needed and blah, 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 or you want their needs to be met ultimately. And so you'll kind of put them above yours, but not realizing how much you have compromised your boundaries or not realizing how it does compromise what you ultimately feel or think about certain things. So I think that there is a definitely a huge layer of importance when it comes to romantic and platonic relationships of, again, showing up authentically and saying, hey, if you are not, if you don't have someone in your life, if the people closest to you, the five people closest to you, let's say, whether it's your partner and say four friends or whatever the dynamic is in your life, and you can't go to them and say either this bothered me or this is a hard line for me, or, you know, hey, I really didn't like this. I would like if you stopped doing it and they are not amicable and they're not able to hear you and listen to you, you really need to reevaluate those relationships, you guys. Like, it should not be painful to set a boundary. It should not be scary. You should not get backlash or you shouldn't get such a, an adverse reaction if that's ultimately what you're doing and if they're understanding that it's bettering you, you know, as a whole. So I think that's something to be conscious of is how someone responds when you uh, when you put up a boundary, how someone responds when you call them out for something or... Again, when you're just more assertive when it comes to the boundaries that you have set. And ultimately, I think that will provide you with exactly what you need to see who's worthwhile and who should stay in your life. Um, I think it's definitely a difficult road to walk. I've lost many friends, you guys, by putting up boundaries or by simply saying, you know, you don't think about being a friend the same way or you don't think about relationships the same way or I don't really like, you know, X, Y, Z. Are you able to see that? And they're not able to see their behavior. And unfortunately, that's sometimes what has to happen, you guys. Sometimes we have to leave people in the past to grow. Sometimes we have to leave people in the past to change ourselves, to grow within ourselves to level the fuck up in life like all of those things are valid and i think when it comes to boundaries you just need to know what you want and what you're not willing to compromise on what you're not willing to bend over for what you're not for lack of a <laughs> for lack of a better term and what you're not willing to settle for truthfully and it kind of goes into the third category of work and now this is a kind of a big category for me personally in my life right now i'll be really transparent i always want the podcast to be vulnerable i always want it to be honest i always want it to be open and that's why i called it open dialogue so i will be real with you guys Work has definitely been stressful on my end, and I have realized in layers, I felt like finally in the other areas of my life, with my family, with my friends, with my, you know, romantic partner, which side note, he felt like those boundaries had all been set really well. Like I had been maintaining them and just really, really conscious of them. And I've been really proud of myself for these areas that I feel like I've established boundaries and really put myself first. And work kind of seemed like the last category. If you don't know, I do have a nine to five job. Obviously, I want the podcast to be my job with time. In this stage of my life, I'm still working. And I've found such a hard, hard, hard pendulum swing of finding the balance in my work, in checking out from work, in the responsibilities that I'm supposed to do while at work versus, you know, what I'm actually supposed to do contractually. And it's been really hard. I think when it comes to your boss and I think when it comes to working for somebody else, it can be really sticky to be assertive and to know your worth and to state your worth and state your boundaries, but also, you know, not feel like you're going to get fired or not feel like you're going to have any sort of repercussion because you're speaking up for yourself. So if you're in a positioning similar to that, I feel you. I really do. I'm like, let me know in the comments or like leave me a anonymous email. You can always submit your anonymous emails to opendialogue.pod 
at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts and how, you know, your work situation is. But currently I'm kind of in that same boat of like feeling really burned out, feeling really overworked. And I had to start putting up those boundaries in myself. Like I'm not taking meetings before 9am. I'm not going to stay up until seven on the clock. I'm not going to do things outside of my contractual, you know, obligations. And I think that those were really important steps for me to take. So I didn't become miserable. So I didn't want to leave my job. So I didn't, you know, burn out and then not be able to do the podcast. Like I had to say, these are my priorities. This is what I'm willing to give you. This is what my contract says. And I'm not willing to do any more than that. And that was a hard boundary for me to set. It was a huge boundary for me to set. And I'm really proud of myself. So I think if you were in the space of struggling with your boundaries, sit with yourself, journal with yourself. Why am I struggling? What are my priorities and what am I doing to accomplish them? What's keeping me from accomplishing them? What is keeping me, you know, stuck in certain relationships or feeling a specific sort of way? I think all of those things are really valid to help you say, where do in my, what areas in my life do I need to establish boundaries? What areas in my life are lacking in boundaries and where can I help trust myself again? Where can I put myself first a little bit more? And I think it's really valid to hear that and to see that and to understand that, you know, you're perfectly capable. You're perfectly able to do these things. We can all do hard things and you deserve that. You deserve to have peace and to protect your peace and to protect the energy that comes your way. And I think if you've just been listening this far, I appreciate it, of course, but I really hope that you are inspired and I hope that, you know, with time you do set boundaries. So yeah, for me, I mean, I think that was probably one of the most difficult conversation I had to have just internally and making sure once I realized that it was out of balance and I was feeling burned out, having the courage to speak up about it. I think setting boundaries in the workplace is always going to be hard. Setting boundaries in family is always going to be hard. Setting boundaries in your relationships period is always going to be hard but it's always going to be worthwhile. And it's really the only way that you're going to be able to like conserve your energy. I know that this week's episode is going to be a shorter episode. So I do appreciate you guys. Again, I'm in the midst of moving. So I'm really just trying to get my life together, get myself situated and continue working on. But I wanted to make sure I got a second episode up for you guys. I do appreciate you listening. I hope that this was really constructive and it shed some light just on the boundaries that we need to place in our lives and why we place boundaries and how it really can benefit us in the long run. Um, If you have any thoughts or anything you'd like to add, I would love to hear it. Again, you can always send them to me at opendialogue.pod on TikTok, Instagram, or Open Dialogue Podcast on YouTube. Um, I'd be really happy to hear it. So I'm really excited for next week. We finally have a guest. We have someone coming on. I'm really, really, really excited for you guys to hear our conversation and ultimately for just some more Open Dialogue. Without further ado, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.